You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, or according to Galatians 5 and 10, Paul discerned that somebody had been troubling the saints at Galatia. To trouble in one sense is to agitate. Someone had been agitating them mentally. Had been causing their mind to go to and fro. James talked about such a mind. And deemed it double. And went so far as to say that a person that is double-minded will not receive anything from the Lord. Can you imagine after all that God has done for you not receiving another thing from God because of your mindset? Can you imagine messing up your own blessings? Because if being double-minded is a result of me messing up myself, It says that if I miss my blessing, it ain't nobody's fault but mine's. You have to be a fool to allow somebody to mess you up to the point to where you stop receiving what God has ordained for you to have. But Paul knew that somebody been troubling you. Somebody got you thinking unjustly. Somebody has you thinking in contrast to the written and revealed will of God. They've been troubling you. Troubling also has to do with confusion. And 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 says that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Get this, in all of his churches. He's not the author of confusion, but of a reign, shalom, a prosperity. Because peace... In scripture, connotes 
prosperity in one sense. So if somebody is confusing me, the person is also stopping me from my prosperity. Stopping me from from being productive in every aspect of my life. I got to say what I said earlier. You have to be a fool. To allow somebody to stop the wish of God from manifesting in your life. John revealed in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. I want you to prosper. It's my desire for you to prosper. But, But some of us will allow folk. Now, the way Paul was talking, it was just one person. One person. Troubling their mind. I don't love nobody that much. I don't love nobody enough to mess me up. I'll cut you off if you're trying to mess me up. Say to your neighbor, if you got somebody in your life that's making you mess up, Are making your life worse. You are plum fool. I, that, that's kind of offensive, ain't it? Because some of y'all like, well, I'm just being honest with you. I'm gonna be straight preacher this morning. Y'all, that all right with y'all? See, you can do bad by yourself. Don't enlist nobody to mess you up. Don't talk to nobody 24-7. That only thing they have to say is negative stuff. And and you end up messed up in your head. Solomon even said, if your spouse is crazy in the house, get on the house, get on top of the house. Go to the top of the house, sleep on top. Even if it rains, don't go back inside if you're dealing with a crazy person. Say to your neighbor, you have to watch your mind. Because whatever gets in your mind will eventually come out of your mouth and remember death and life are in the power of the... See, some of us, some of us talk to folk we ain't got no business talking to. Well, that's my cousin, that's my real. I don't care if it's your mama. You don't need to talk to folk who messing up your mind. We always been tight. And see, that's how come you always been messed up. Because you always been tight with the wrong person. And he just, again, wanted, wanted to know, who, who, who troubling you? How in the world is this happening to you? 
And sometimes it can be a crazy church person. If you, if you got a, a crazy church friend that always seeing something, you need to cut her off. Carol, I wanted to call you to God and show me something. Well, didn't you tell me he showed you something last Friday? Yeah, but he done showed me something again. You see stuff all the time. You, you see in too much. You, you see in more than Isaiah. Ezekiel, dang. There's some lying going on. You, you ain't, God ain't showing you all what you say. Especially when it's constantly messing somebody up. And so he, he was very concerned about them being troubled. Be- because the one thing that any legitimate shepherd wants for the sheep is for the sheep to go from, from one pasture to a better pasture. You have, you have false shepherds that are about fleecing the sheep. But genuine shepherds want the sheep of God to prosper. And, and so Paul knew that, that that church is not prospering the way they should be prospering. Saints are not doing as well as they were doing. So something going on. And so he just point blank asked them. But before he got into detail about it, he did let them know that, hey, you, you, you were running away. You were progressive. You had some testimonies, good. God, you had some testimonies that said God was blessing you from the flow up. God had blessed you and was blessing you in every aspect of your life. And, and you know that there are times to where God can be blessing you, but then he will allow trials and tribulations to come, but, it, but it'll be for a purpose. And the conclusion of it will be that he will bless you even more so than you were because of the trouble. But, but Paul discerned you, you were running well, but it's not God that has allowed your prosperity to come to a halt. It's a who. It's a person. It's an individual. It's not the devil. Because some folks like to blame everything on the devil. 
is not demons. Now, it may be a person that is possessed by the devil or influenced by demons, but it's a person. And, and so he asked the question, who? Who hindered you from obeying the truth? And seemingly when he asked it, then nobody won't even say who it was. Didn't even want to expose the hypocrite. Who? Who hindered you? The core meaning of hinder is to put difficulties in the way of progress. To put difficulties in the way of progress. Running well and then all of a sudden somebody done pull you to the side and say, hey, let me holler at you. Running well, and then all of a sudden, phone call. <laughs> Doing great until you receive the certain text. <laughs> On fire until you got your newest job. Good people until you allow so-and-so to speak certain things to you. Who hindered you? And get this, from obeying, from being committed, from loving, from desiring the truth. See, see, the one thing you can never let folks do to you is get you out of truth. Because of how powerful truth is from a biblical standpoint. Jesus said to uh, folk that were listening to him in John 8, 31 and 32. He, he, he said, if you just continue in my word, then you're going to know the truth. And the truth is going to make you free. Notice, the truth is going to make you free. Make, create. The truth has creative power. The truth can, can cause something new to come into being. Can cause something you never experienced to come into being. Can, can cause something that your eyes have, have never glimpsed at. To come in to be. The truth will make you free. That's the reason. Some, some of us, when, when our family members look at us, they, they can't believe that, that, that we have come so far. They can't believe the change that has taken place in our life. They, they have to sit back and say, man, is that so and so? 
girl, he looking so good. Now, I thought he was on that crack thing. I, I, I thought he was doing such and such. That boy looking good. What happened? The creative power of truth. The creative power of Jesus. Because John 14 and 6 decrees that Jesus in one sense is the truth. Jesus get a hold of you. He going to cause you to experience things you never experienced. To possess things that folks said you never would have. How many can testify that it's the truth that caused your life to be completely changed? How, how many? You don't have to quote. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, which says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed. Behold, all things have become new. You, you don't, you don't have to quote it or uh, see it to know that you are a new person. You know you're new. When you look at yourself in the mirror, even physically, you know you're new. But when you think about how you used to talk, you know that you're new. When you think about the places you used to go, you know you're new. When you think about the things you used to believe and you didn't believe, you are new. When you even look in your closet, you know you're new. When you look at your lifestyle, when you look at your bank account, you know that you're new. Oh, shouted somebody, God changed me for the better. God done turned my life completely around. God done blessed me beyond my expectations. God done did for me what I couldn't do for myself. God has brought me from the bottom to the top. Some of y'all said because you're going through trials, you ought to be happy to go through trials. Because you know God has brought you out of trial time and time and time again. But in the midst of what you're going through, look at your life. Look at how God done blessed you. Look at how God done raised you up. Look at how God done did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. Because of the truth. Folk ask you, man, how you get off of it? The truth. Yeah, but what happened? The truth. Yeah, but did you? The truth. You ain't got to write no book about it. All you got to do is say the truth is what did it. The truth is that powerful. And some of you going through something right now. That same truth that brought you out before is going to deliver you this time. That same truth that pulled you out the ditch is going to pull you out the ditch this time. That same truth that caused windows to open up, pull you out of blessing, you didn't have room to receive. That same truth is going to cause it to happen again. You better high five somebody and tell them truth getting ready to do something your eyes have. Truth getting ready to change your life for the better. Truth getting ready to show up at your doorstep one more time and do for you everything that needs to be done. 
Well, I'm facing defeat. You better start turning in victory by faith because the truth getting ready to do what it did for you two months ago, two years ago, five years ago. Shout at somebody and tell them, as long as you in truth, nothing or nobody can hold you back. Debt can't hold you back. Trouble can't hold you back. Frustration can't hold you back. That's the reason you have to hang on to the truth. The truth will make you. The truth will make you. And see, when you understand the truth making you free, it speaks of divine deliverance. It speaks of your trouble being a God for job to take, being a job for God to take care of. Oh, won't he make you free? Won't God do it for you? Shout at somebody, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Oh, shout at one more person, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. You gonna come out? Yeah, I'm gonna come out. How you know you gonna come out? Truth is with me. Truth is with me. Truth is down on the inside of me. Truth is in my mind. Truth is coming out of my mouth. It's just a matter of time. That's the reason I'm singing the song. This too shall. Say to your neighbor, this too shall. Why? Because of truth. But sadly, sadly, the Galatians had stopped obeying the truth. Lord, I know some of us ain't from Galatia. You ain't never been to Galatia. And I can't talk, I ain't up in Galatia. But, but, but some of us have the same trait as the Galatians. You don't allow the trouble or trials you're going through to get you out of truth. You don't even talk like truth in your mind no more. I hear you going through it, bro. Yeah. Well, what, what, what's, what's up? I don't know. Oh, God. Truth gone. <laughs> truth gone. He don't know. Truth gone. Death and life in the power of the what? See, I can, I can, I can listen to your talk and tell whether or not truth is still there. If you always talk in doubt, truth gone. If you looking for three or four folk to have a pity party with your truth. If you don't stop getting happy in your trouble, truth. Who going to help me out? You got to have a straight face if you're going to help me out. 
Look at somebody with a straight face and ask, is truth still there? Are you still walking in truth? Some of you just lied in church. Because you ain't been talking truth lately. You ain't been standing on truth lately. You've been so mad even when folk turning in victory. You ain't turning in victory. You don't believe God going to give you the victory. And he not if you're not living by truth. Because truth equates faith. And the victory that overcomes whatever you'll go through is your faith. It's you walking in what you hear. It's you walking in what you read. It's you walking in what you pray about. It's you walking in what you sing about. It's in what in you walking in what you think. Say and do. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. David so knew the power of truth and and knew that his heart was messed up until he said to God, create in me a clean heart. God, I need you to operate on me with some truth. I done got out the wheel. I done been looking in places I ain't got no business looking. I done got to thinking in ways I ain't got no business thinking. Creating me. A clean heart. And then, Paul had to let them know, I'm not on your side with this. Because see, folk can present a pity party to you. And one reason they'll try to present it is for you to come on their side. They'll even throw in three or four tears. Pass it just seem like, don't nobody care. And folk who get drawn into the pity party, they'll start patting them like, I know what you're talking about. And then, here you go, you got the little party going on. But when I hear you talking something that's not word, when I hear you talking something that's not according to the will of God, I'm going to correct you in the midst of your tears. You don't live by what you see. The just shall live by faith. That's the reason Paul boldly said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Why? Because we know that the things that we see, they are just temporary. But the things that we don't see, they are eternal. You better start looking at your present situation as temporary. You better get to shouting about the eternal. You better get to turning in victory about what God is getting ready to do in your life. You better start leaping for joy instead of moaning and crying and having a pity party because we are in a season of the supernatural. You better get ready for God to do for you what your eyes have not seen, what your ears have not heard. You better get ready for God to do for you everything that He said plus. Paul 
persuasion. It didn't come from the one who called you. The way you are acting in the church, Galatia. I know you say, but the way you're thinking, the way you're talking, and the way you're acting. It didn't come from the one that called you. It didn't come from God. God didn't give you this. See, some things we, we, we take on, we try, to, we try to connect it with God. Paul was letting them know, no, this, this persuasion, this influence, this thing that's got your mind all twisted and jacked up, it did not come from God. It didn't come from him. it just seemed like I'm by myself. Liar! I have said that to a person in the office. Pastor, it seemed like I'm by myself. Liar! And the person did, did like this. What you say, Pastor? Liar! in the world you by yourself and the Lord himself said I'll never leave you nor forsake you I'll be with you always even when when your flesh tell you God is not there it's a lie even when you're going through your hardest trial, God is right there. The only one that, that the presence of God had to lose was Jesus because Jesus had to feel the weight of sin. Had to take on everybody's sin. And it was so painful to the man Jesus to where he recognized the glory of God had left. God had to leave because Jesus had been appointed to take home the full weight of sin. And that's the reason it's a promise to the saints of God that he'll never leave you. See, see, see even when, when, when folks tell you it's going to be up to them to decide your destiny. God is just right there saying, no, you lying. He, he, even the heart of the king is in the palm of my hand and like the rivers of living water. I can turn it any which way I decide. David revealed I was I almost slipped. But who was there to stop him from slipping? Nobody but Jesus. David so understood how God was with him until he penned Psalm 
23, which starts off by saying, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. David knew that even though he set a table before him in the presence of his enemies, that God was still his shepherd. Job knew even though he had lost this, that, and the other, that God was still his shepherd. God is a good God. Don't try to make God evil. God is a good God. And he loves you. That's the reason occasionally he will allow you to go through trouble. So he can show you how much he wants to help you. That's the reason the psalmist penned in Psalm 46 and 1. The Lord is a very present help in trouble. A what? Very present help in trouble. This persuasion. It wasn't God. Somebody been influencing you, but it's not of God. See, when folk get to talking to you, your, your, your mind needs to automatically go to the word. What is my, what if it's my boo? Your boo, especially your boo. Especially your children. Especially your relatives. Especially some church or religious folk. Don't lower your God for anybody. Let every man be a liar. But let God be true. Got to live by the word. Ain't that what Jesus told the devil? Sometimes you got to tell your folk, I ain't living by that. Hadn't you read Matthew 4 and 4? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Every word of God. This persuasion did not come from him who calls you. Then he dropped a profound truth on them in order for their eyes to come even more open. He told me, he says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Simply put, leaven causes change. In some cases, it causes great or profound change. If you have been allowing someone to sow certain things in your life, it can change you for the worse or the better. 
Now, contextually, he talked about how leaven, leavens, get this, the whole lump. A lump is something that is shapeless or has no form. What he was saying to the church of Galatia, you have allowed a person to steal your identity. You don't even sound like you done been receiving the written and revealed word of God. You don't even carry yourself like you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Hold your head up. Didn't God tell you he was going to bring you out? Quit poke mouthing. Didn't God tell you your giving is going to cause great things to happen? But because... Leaven had got into their being. They had lost their identity. It is sad when when you see a person that knows about the prosperity of God to start poor mouth. A person that, that knows the power of prayer. To start taking a man's word for something. As if the man has the final sight. Whenever you see a child of God that has been sent up under the truth. Start saying or doing things in contrast to the truth. He or she has lost. The God-ordained identity. Why do you think God wanted us to know we're more than conquerors? That's the identity he wanted his children to take home. So that no matter what they go through, they would know that when all is said and done, that thing was going to be up under their feet. We are more than conquerors. Why did you think Christ went so far as to as to lose everything or give up everything for you? Paul revealed it when he said he became poor. Why? In order for us to be made rich. Even before Paul said it, Solomon understood the blessings of God and he penned in Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessings of God makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Whenever you start acting like you're not the blessed of God, trouble in the house. I got to close it, but look at your neighbor and say, don't you lose your identity. Look at another person and say, if you have lost your identity. 
it's time to repent and get your identity back. If you hadn't been praising him, it's time to praise him. Get your identity back. Even though you're staring defeat in the face, but you know you got the victory, it's time to get your identity back by turning in some. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. What I love about Paul. He knew they had messed up. Just like when we read it, we know, oh Lord, they messed up. And even some of you, when, when you get the poor mouth and, and you run into somebody like me that straighten you, 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 you leave my presence like, oh God, I messed up. But look at what he tells them. He says, I got confidence in you. That you're not going to have any other mind. I, I, I see you, you don't, you don't let somebody mess you up, but I know you're going to change. But, but look at the door he put, put before them. It was their choice. See, Paul knew, I, I can't make them do the right thing. I can't make them think the way they need to think. All I can do is teach it and preach it. But they have to make the choice to put into action what God has put on the plate. He'll put it on the plate, but he can't make you eat it. And so the door is open. You, you can keep having your pity party. You can keep being duped by the who. Or you can let the ungodly influences go. You don't even have to call and explain to them. Just when they call, hang up the phone. If they call back ten more times, hang it up ten more times. If they text 15 times, don't even read the text. Just mash the little thing. When the trash can pop up, I'm going to file you in section 13. Section 13 is the trash can. And it's a whole lot of folk that we've been hanging with. It's time for us to file them in section 13. I better turn in victory. That sounded so good. Say to your neighbor, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to allow ungodly influences to dictate to me how I should think, talk, and act. Amen. I'm not listening to you. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, 
Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.